Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Woo! Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Whoa, doggy. We're around the corner of May <laughs> 1977. About to leave this dag-nabbit time period in the dust and go home sweet home to where it all began. To celebrate, let's try out this funky new hand-to-hand motion that's taking the nation by storm. No cat, okay. no lie. Dusty Baker invented the <laughs> high five. He and Glenn Burke on an historical day. Dapped high, gripped hands, and changed the game. It was 1977 when the Dodgers played the Strolls. Back when baseball was heaven. Ron Say, Steve Garvey, and Reggie Smith had 30 blasts. Dusty Baker needed one more to join that exclusive. Dusty yeah, Baker. Okay. So first, let's let's high five. Cool. Three, two, one. Cool. <laughs> um, great, great connection there. And second, uh, did y'all real? I was I was talking to uh, Jamie, friend of the podcast, about this. And uh, when would y'all have guessed that the high five was invented? I feel like that's a great trivia question because I have no idea what I would have guessed. I've never even all, thought about it. No, yeah. I haven't either. It's always been around. So Yeah. I mean, I could have asked you before we knew the answer, but right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's either always been around or, you know, and, and the fact that it was invented in a sports at a sports event, that sort of makes sense. Does he have royalties were... for every high five ever to happen? <laughs> I, I bet that people dispute this and yada yada, but I did find a multiple sources uh, referencing this this moment. So pretty cool. Yeah. High five. 1977. One of the most important legacies of the year, for sure. Um, so <laughs> did the butt tap first, come first then? What came first? Um, yeah. The butt slap. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah. That probably started with the gladiators. Too. So, yeah. Do you know yeah. who Lamont Sleets is? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Google's, weatherman? Google's saying that he invented the high five. Oh, oh. Yeah. And, and the low, the low five. Mm. No mid yeah. five though. Well, controversy, controversy <laughs> alert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was Dusty Baker, 1977, yeah, and we don't need to worry about the month. Um, it may or may not be October second. It may or not be accurate to <laughs> our current time period. Um, close enough. So, yeah. Uh, now that we got those high five celebrations out of the way, Ashley, what is showing at theaters this week? Well, um, we have this boxing biopic about the one and only Muhammad Ali, starring and co-written by Ali himself. It's mm-hmm. called exactly what I think Drew would probably call his own autobiography, The Greatest. Oh, hey, you pulled a fast one on me there. <laughs> yeah, you try to make it read so that I would say that about myself. Nice try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you do read the teleprompter. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, the Greatest? Uh, now, pass. Um, okay. I've had enough sports just with the high five talk. So what else? All right. Well, there's one with Burt Reynolds and Sally Field and Jerry Reed and Jackie Gleason. Um, looks like quite a quite a time um let's see is there a trans am in it there is a trans am there's also a giant 18 wheeler truck there's some Mm. core looks like some cores beer a big fat dog sally field in a wedding dress 
Okay. Okay. And I mean, as we all fine as hell, <laughs> we'll get to that. As <laughs> as we all know, my first car was a Firebird, so I've yep. got a special kinship with the uh, Pontiac sports cars. Mine was not exactly a Trans Am or fast, but right. it looks <laughs> cool. Fast. Yeah, and it had a decal. So yeah, I'm I'm down for this movie. Did you say the name? Oh, Smokey and the Bandit. Ah, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, Derek, you in? I am. What is what's on the movie poster though? Oh, it's just them sitting on. Oh god. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a lot of things happening. It's just Burt Reynolds looking hot, like I said before, and Cy Reynolds Elaine. in her wedding dress, laying on top of a giant eighteen wheeler with Jackie Gleason yelling at him. Um, as a sheriff. Oh, he's he's not laying on top of it. He's straddling it, oh, and she's sorry. straddling him. And yeah, there's a big, but no one's straddling Jackie Gleason. So I feel like, no, no, he's just doing the shocker or something. Yeah, Um, (laughs) it does look good. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, cool. All right, let's do it. For T Justice, and he's looking for Burt Reynolds, Jerry Reed, and 400 cases of bootleg beer. I gotta barbecue (laughs) your. What we're dealing with here. There's a complete lack of respect for the law. See Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jerry Reed, and Jackie Gleason in Smokey and the Bandit. Starts Friday at your favorite theater. Check your local newspaper for the one nearest you. All right. PG-13. PG, we tracked it down. Yeah, despite a lot of some bitches, um, (laughs) I guess guess that's okay to say. There was, um, oh man, I saw this earlier, what what they substituted in in the tv versions later uh it was it was pretty funny uh, but anyway um this was quite the quite the ride uh we just got out of the theater we are all revved up i think it's fair to say it was a road trip movie yeah mission <laughs> man man on a mission i y'all could probably guess how what my reaction to this movie is based on some of the sounds i was making during the screening (laughs) but i didn't hate it but i'm more curious kind of like i I just feel like this was a crowd pleaser it seemed like the the crowd in the in the south that we saw it with was hooting and hollering and having a uh, merry old time so i'm curious about y'all i mean is this your type of movie either of you yeah you want to go first this i wanted it to be my movie Mm. Mm. the poster looked great the actors are are great uh but aside from a little bit of country music and the cb radio aspects i didn't really care for it um that well okay so that's i was really counting on you to to be the biggest the biggest supporter ashley uh what what about you you i actually loved it Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. I did it. I did it. (laughs) Damn. Cold-blooded. I actually did like the music, which they tried to replace um, that soundtrack at one point, and they brought it back because they argued about it. So I'm glad they kept the music. That was cool. CB radios, which also became really popular after this movie was released, which truckers were really furious about because it interfered with their actual radio systems. Oh, interesting. Um, But yeah, I really wanted to like... I I knew I wouldn't love it going into it, and I left liking it less than I thought I would. So. I'd call this, it a, yeah. cho- a choke and puke. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which is a yeah. CB radio term. 
It's the yeah. kind of place you might get a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and maybe a little heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> and all of those things, I mean, aside from the phrase choke and puke, sound, sound kind of good. Um, yeah, I think that's the CB code for truck stop uh, restaurant. Yeah. And uh, the music is performed and written by Jerry Reed. Is that right? Yeah. And he's he plays Snowman in the movie. So he plays Burt Reynolds sidekick. That was cool. I think originally the movie was kind of written for him um, because it's directed by a guy whose experience is in stunt work. And you can obviously see that the movie is more or less an excuse for car chases and jumps mm -hmm. and a few in uh, driving over baseball fields with kids and, you know, a few like somewhat exciting action sequences uh, where they were just going to cast, you know, kind of a, a, a mid-level country star. And then Burt Reynolds got his hand on the script and that kind of upped the expectations and upped the kind of commercial appeal of the movie and certainly helps. Uh, I thought the snowman character was fine, but a little obnoxious, like everyone in the movie. Yeah. And <laughs> Minus the dog. Yeah. The dog was fine. Um, I don't know why he needed to be carried everywhere. Um, oh, so they intentionally, I know, I, I know why. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so they intentionally chose this dog because he doesn't, didn't listen to any commands. So that's why he's carrying him everywhere. <laughs> like that's the dog they wanted. And he doesn't listen to anything. So. Uh, that's amazing. Well, that makes sense. Which made um, me like the dog even more. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're uh, revealing a little uh, future, uh, future action here, but this movie will go on to be the second biggest hit of the year behind Star Wars. So good counter programming i guess like people are just in a movie going mode this time of year uh so if you're not seeing star wars you're seeing smoking the bandit or both and sally fields is sally field Field. Um, i always had an s as well yeah and burt reynolds are definitely uh, starting to come into the height of their star power what did you think of their dynamic in this movie it wasn't very good i don't think any of it i honestly don't know if a lot of it was just like ad lib, like improv, because it just seemed like they would say something and it would cut to something else, but never seemed like it was an actual dialogue that was created or written. Well, let's hear like, some. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> clip number, clip number two, Derek. Oh, yeah. And these are my legs. Yeah. What are you going to do with them? With the shoes or the legs? Last time I saw legs like that, they had a message tied to them. What do you mean? These are great little legs. I'm a professional. Well, in that case, you shouldn't be dressed in white. Dancer. Oh. Oh, cowboys love fat calves. Yeah, that's just like how yeah. all the dialogue was. Kind of like, eh, whatever. And did he, when he said a message tag to it, does he mean like a toe tag? Like, like dead? I had to I had to look this one up myself. So okay. I thought it meant, um, yeah, may, that was maybe that's a good theory. It's like a carrier pigeon, but they don't oh. have fat legs. Uh, that's what I read somewhere um, okay. that 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 meant she had the legs of a carrier pigeon. But then he goes on to call Roller her cats trooper. fat. It's kind <laughs> of like this movie. At first, I was like, oh, my God, this is so dated and so sexist. And then the Buford T. Justice, we're going to talk a lot about him, I think. Yeah. Um, is such a racist piece of shit. But for the most part, the movie knows what it's doing, especially with him. Like he's just a complete 
like cartoon level um, villain. Yeah. And it, but Burt Reynolds is obviously meant to be likable and, and the hero of the movie. And so his dynamic with Sally Field is fine for, you know, 70s standards. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that really holds the movie back. I think it's more just kind of their chemistry is mediocre in the content um, in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing that this movie reminded me of and Dukes of Hazard comes out later than this. So obviously yeah. that was inspired by the success of this, not the other way around, but this felt like a TV show. I yeah. mean, it felt like a super, maybe, you know, like a special episode of a TV mm-hmm. show. It's long, but it, it had the production value. I didn't really think that the car chase scenes and the level of action felt that, exciting and cinematic uh, yeah, maybe and they, we've been spoiled we might have but they i mean i don't know they had i think like a three million three point five million dollar budget or something and they gave a million of it to Brent riddles himself for right. being in the movie so you know not a huge budget i think they did great with what they had yeah with like the car chases and stuff and like there was a lot of action but this like actual dialogue was tough yeah i mean this sort of catapulted burt reynolds to fame um, or a new level of stardom and uh, spawned a million mustaches around yeah. the country, I'm sure. And, you know, sales of the Trans Am went through the roof. Did you find his character, you know, this kind of iconic character interesting and, and lustworthy? I mean, he's really attractive, <laughs> but then he opened yeah. his mouth and I was like, uh, over it. But yeah, because he just, it was just like, okay, fast cars. And then he like kind of had a way to like, sexualize any woman he talked to it was really weird i don't know yeah i don't want to downplay that i just actually kind of thought it was going to be worse from where it started and then it and then it got more mellow as the movie went on so i guess i thought the movie was going to seem more dated and then because it kept getting more over the top especially with let's go ahead and talk about uh buford t justice after uh this next clip no way no way that you could come from my loins. <laughs> oh my God. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. Jesus Christ. I'll do all sorts of my names. I don't care if your name. Yeah. Uh, Would you believe yeah, that, that a majority of the lines were improvised by him? Yeah. No so that's. Yeah. That's yeah. Jackie Gleason. You might know him <laughs> if you're over the age of 60 from the Honeymooners or whatever. Um, <laughs> but he. He, uh, I mean, he's the, the first scene he appears in, he's like pulling some kids over on the side of the road. And he actually has, I, w- I was torn between the clip we just heard, um, which is probably the most uh, evil thing he says, yeah. aside from the racist stuff he says, versus what he says to the kids before he's about to leave. He's like, now don't go playing with yourselves. Or if you do, you can think about playing with yourselves, but don't actually do yeah, it. Yeah, it's really like, weird. What the fuck? Weird, um, weird, weird. Yeah. So I liked, I liked that. And then I wouldn't say he grew on me as the movie went on. It's just, I realized what they were doing. Like I would prefer a little bit more of a two dimensional villain, but he was meant to be just cartoonishly evil. I don't know. How did his, how did that character work for y'all? I did not like him, but I liked his (laughs) name, which is based off of a real um, highway patrolman from Florida. So you are chock full of trivia this week. (laughs) Well, because I was like, the movie doesn't have a lot, so not going on. So I should have yeah. some trivia. Um, and Jackie Gleason himself 
would often ask his assistant Mal for a hamburger, which meant he wanted a glass of vodka. So maybe he was just a little drunk this movie. That's that's Gleason's Gleason was drinking. Yeah. 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 He was having a hamburger, but it was just a glass of vodka. So I got to find um, I don't know how to look this up without getting too distracted, but I got to find what they replaced the, uh, oh, the curse, <laughs> that line the cursing with. with. Oh, that. yeah. Um, I'll find yeah. it at some point. Did you it, like him, Derek? Uh, Drew said it well. He's like cartoonish. Just yeah. Way over the top. Kind of entertaining, yeah. but yeah. The shit Overall. that came out of his mouth was pretty horrible. Well, and I didn't know. So the guy in the car with him was his son. Yep. Yeah. Well, the character. But obviously. his son was Sally Field's potential husband. He was in a tux. Oh, we're going to talk plot. Well, I was trying to <laughs> find one. So um, the, the 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 actual like plot of the movie is they have to they have 28 hours to get 400 yeah. cases of beer from Texarkana back to Atlanta. Do they start? In Georgia, drive there and then drive back. I think they start. Oh, I don't know. I because because the the famous song from this movie Eastbound and Down, 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 down starts mm-hmm. off going westbound and down. So I think right. they're going west, and then they come back east. Regardless, on the way back, I think um, yeah, after well, yeah, on the way back, he finds a runaway bride, and the bride was going to get married. To Jack to uh, Buford T. Justice's son, who he treats like um, an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, we heard from that that one clip <laughs> yeah. that he's going to punch the mom in the face for giving birth to such a, a, a dumb son. Yeah. Um, so that well, I, so yeah, there's... it starts in Southern Classic in Atlanta to yeah. Texas, okay. Arcana. Right and back because they have to and they have to get they have to go back miles, one way 900 miles and I yeah. read that if you of course they did um if you were to travel 65 miles per hour the whole way mm-hmm. without like stopping for gas and stuff you would make it in plenty of time I actually so. read that it was um not to contradict you but that map okay. I sent y'all it yeah. was like 600 one route was 666 perfect amount of oh, miles nice. okay. the other one was 669 and they were both like nine to ten hours um yeah so obviously you know they have to stop they have to pick up the beer they're constantly getting um you know did y'all find this whole concept of a what's the the car in the front called that's like um uh kind of blocking it's called a blocker or oh yeah the one that distracts them from the illegal smuggling of all the cases yeah so there's there's one trucker that's that's a snowflake or snowman and then burt reynolds is in a car the whole time he's in the trans am and he's driving ahead and like if there's cops he'll just like intentionally get their attention get them to chase him so that the truck can keep rolling without being uh harassed yeah Yeah. i didn't know that was a thing that's interesting i mean it's a thing if you're like a bootlegger Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing something illegal, oh, I guess uh, it's called running blocker. Blocker. Uh, yeah. Running blocker. Yeah. Oh, and you were yeah. right about the mileage. I was just saying it's doable. Like it's not like unrealistic to do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's funny the things that they probably invented for the movie and things that they don't show them stopping like overnight to sleep or anything. So it's yeah. actually pretty a pretty normal pace uh, mm-hmm. for like a <laughs> truck driver, especially you would think. So. The thing that is really cool about this movie, and I, I actually mean that, mean that there is something cool about this movie, is 
this car called this road culture, like, and you mentioned the CB stuff, Derek, like once they're on the way back and they're getting like kind of close, everyone knows who bandit is. Everyone's like chipping in to help him along the way. These, um, uh, women of the night are distracting the sheriff by, um, you know, taking them back to their trailer and getting him off the road. And then there's all sorts of women and, and random people that keep hitting him up on the radio and helping him along the way. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. I was hoping it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was cool. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, C.W. McCall is a country artist and he sings about CB radio a bunch. So it oh, really? kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Is he from the 70s? Or I have no idea. Okay. I was just wondering if it came out around the same time, if that was like a good hit because of that. Um 94 to 2003. So I guess. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's the car cult the road culture. There's his kind of camaraderie with snowman. They show them stopping at a couple uh, choking pukes and other places along the way the the place where so there's probably a lot of other movies that 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 do this but it's eluding me at the moment where burt reynolds is in the diner and buford t justice comes in but you know everyone just knows burt reynolds as the bandit so they don't actually know his identity and so they get a fun scene where they're sitting beside each other and reynolds is like wiping uh, food off of his shirt or something um it's the the way the portrayal of of um buford t justice is just so off-putting to me i know that's what they're going for but it's such a broad level of humor a broad type of humor that just doesn't work for me at all when he leaves the diner he's got a trail of toilet paper stuck to his ear for oh, some yeah. reason um yeah. well i feel like they kind of really went for it in a couple of scenes and then the other one was just like comedic but it, yeah like the toilet paper thing i didn't understand i was like i feel like this well is that's like an old joke like it's on your foot because yeah. i guess it's funny that you were taking a shit yeah but now it's on his face <laughs> so he's taking a yeah, yeah he's just a, a gross i mean meant to be a gross character when and the mustache oh, oh yeah so we're gonna talk a lot about mustaches soon <laughs> but his mustache was not the sexy kind i'll say that it's no. like if you just are perspiring and it's the pers- perspiration is, is thickening up into like, yeah, some kind of um, greasy substance up there. It's just, so. a pen- it's just a pencil mustache. Yeah, that's another lip. way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was perspiring plenty. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what else? What else was fun about this movie? Like it, it has a, a legacy and a heritage. And I, I found a lot of. Um, news clippings and stuff of people that still that still love it apparently hitchcock it was one of his favorite movies yeah which is interesting so if we're just trying to what do you think uh, appealed to people about this the cars maybe the car yeah <laughs> because afterwards trans am did like they sold a billion trans ams after this movie came out right and the owner of the of pontiac offered to give um, Burt Reynolds one as like if the movie's successful I'll give you one he's like sweet and so he's waiting to get one he never got one and then he realized that the guy that offered him one retired and so the new guy that came in said no we don't we're not giving you that deal so that's all false 
um, based on my research. What? That's what I read. <laughs> he, he got one. It wasn't one used from the movie um, because all the ones, mm. the four that they had for the movie got pretty um, demolished and weren't operable after after the movie. So they gave him a new one and he had it for a long time. It sold for half a million dollars just this year. Um, the one that they gave him. Are you sure? Because my research said they did not give him one. Competing research. What do you know? I mean, all I know is 100% the one that was like confirmed to be related, attached to the movie. Mm-hmm. So has sold multiple times the first time for, you know, for hundred thousand. And then most recently for half a million. Um, it still so, runs. Yeah. Well, that one wasn't used in the movie. So that's, that's, gotcha. so what I read was that was the one that was a gift. Um, uh, hmm. so Interesting. it was still the official car from the movie technically, but not, you not know, used, one. used, they had to attach a rocket to one of the cars. <laughs> to jump it over that bridge and it basically wasn't <laughs> wasn't Successful usable jump, after that just yeah just for the car <laughs> yeah i mean what did y'all think of the car jay i mean if anything that made this movie successful and, and popular is just kind of the non-stop road action i do think his like driving like the way that they choreographed some of the the stunt driving was pretty cool I mean, <laughs> it was, I think it's tough. Cause we're now used to like the super fast, like crazy action. And so even the action, this seems a little like, but I did like him going over the bridge to nowhere, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other scenes, I liked it when the cop car ended up in the back of that truck. And they, like there's like certain things that were pretty cool, but I don't know. This movie is a bit tough for me to watch the whole thing. Episode. Just checking my notes. Um, one part of it reminded me of Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> where early on he's being chased by the cops. I think it's like at the very beginning of their uh, road trip. And he when they're like in a in sort of a, a little town and he just pulls alongside a building and like parks in the shrubs yeah. <laughs> and lets the cars go by the cops go by. It was like he was on. He sometimes he outruns them. Sometimes he like takes them on routes that only he can get through like over a bridge or, you know, they, they uh, skid into the water and he's just got better driving skills. And then, but I thought that one was pretty funny. Cause he just kind of like parks beside a building and they go yeah. like when in grand theft auto, you could just park in a paint shop and then come out with a different coat of paint on your car and, and you lost the cops that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, and then at a certain point, maybe one thing that's mildly progressive about the movie is Sally Field takes over the reins and gets behind the wheel. I like and that. She picked him up. Yeah. She, yeah. She actually saves him after that encounter uh, with the Diablo sandwich. And <laughs> the, the other thing that is, it's kind of like a horror movie where the sheriff is chasing him the whole time and he'll be getting close, but then they'll both stop for like, 20 minutes and then it seems like one of them has a huge head start and then all of a sudden they're just right together again yeah um but whole movie (laughs) yeah and nobody likes nobody likes this buford t justice like he's just he's out of his jurisdiction Mm -hmm. he's treating the other cops terribly i don't know It, it it's it's funny that that would be a archetype or a a villain that people would be entertained by and obviously just want to see get it's like um 
the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote, where he's beep, just beep. just like getting the best of this this you know cartoonish villain the whole time. But I don't know. I wasn't cheering for it because he was so uncomfortable to watch the whole time. Yeah. Every time every time I went back to him, I was like, no, <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah, and I mean that's the whole movie, really, is their yeah. their rivalry. Unless they, unless you're bought into the the romance, but it's not even really they do have a little detour in like a park where they where he takes his hat off, which means he only takes his hat off for one thing. Yeah, one thing only. <laughs> and she's like, I, I think you should take your hat off. And his hair is all mushed down and looks bad. Yeah, yeah. looks terrible. But he's still attractive. <laughs> so that's fine. You said so. I mean, I don't know whether we should save this for the mustache discussion or now, we'll say, but let's what's save the. It. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because I don't, he's not my type of guy, but that's fine. Um, what else? <laughs> the music was pretty good. Yeah, he's go it down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a couple driving montages that were fun. And the outfits were cool. Like, I liked like, whatever I was wearing and like. You like the matching suits had. with the people that hire Those him at funny. the beginning? Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it did feel like a TV show. And even the ending was like, yep. oh, this is just a show. Whatever. On to the next episode. Yeah, I don't think they had high expectations. I mean, I said that, you know, obviously having Burt Reynolds in it um, raised the bar a little bit. But the fact that they left it on such an obvious cliffhanger or not a cliffhanger, but to be continued next adventure moment is kind of a daring choice. And, and yeah, it could have totally just been, uh, one episode in a season, but I mean, I I'm guessing you don't get $5 million or $4 million per, (laughs) per episode of a TV show. So I hopefully they made the most of that action budget. And, uh, the last thing I will say in terms of its appeal, clearly this is showcasing a different part of the country that's always been underrepresented in movies and TV and, and, um, you know, kind of like the more artsy critical, uh, movies tend to represent people on the East and West coast and, and glamorous jobs. This is a salt of the earth, Southern fried, uh, movie that had mass appeal that would like have to build up, like build a cult audience almost instantly but like grassroots style appeal that you know that just hadn't been really catered to so there's something it's nice that um, yeah. everyone's getting there i don't think this i mean did y'all find this movie offensive or anything in terms of its age and yeah i mean like no not really okay. i mean it had some obviously had some questionable things that said but it's from the 70s and it's yeah, I, I, I like I said, I bad. think I think it knew. I mean, like it knows the Buford T. Justice character is yeah. is meant to be a horrible person. And then the casual sexism of Burt Reynolds is low on the casual sexism scale. Well, then any t- well, and anytime any women on the CB radio talk to Bandit, they're all they're all like, oh, come over to my truck stop or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And Sally Field is yeah. is a dancer or professional dancer right but not like a um stripper nightclub dancer right just an actual dancer yeah Mm -hmm. so anyway um that's all i've got ashley do you have some good old-fashioned poetry for us i do (laughs) let's go to that poetry corner should i do it in an accent the whole time no probably not too much yes (laughs) try i'll I'll try it'll probably 
weighing out after like four sentence, four lines, but <clears throat> all right. A poem. <clears throat> a good old fashioned hour and a half movie of car chasing where you abandon Cletus on a mission with no time of wasting. They have to deliver 400 cases of illegal Coors beer to a Texan. I'm sure there'll be, there'll be some hiccups along the way. I reckon <laughs> like bandit picking up a runaway bride, Carrie with whom they have nothing in common, but one day might marry <laughs> with, <laughs> with Cletus in the tractor trailer and bandit in a sweet trans am. There's nothing that can't stop them. They don't give a damn. They're chased all over the U.S. by Buford T. Justice, the sheriff in a distant town. He's unsuccessfully chases bandit one or hundreds of miles up and down and all around. <laughs> Truckers and randoms also join in on the fun and slow down cops in a high-speed chase to help bandit on the run. Anyway, they get back to deliver the goods just in time, but decide they're not done running and want more money. So double or nothing for some clam chowder. Okay, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back at it again with the wind in their hair. There's nothing they can stop the band and his friends. Don't try. Don't you dare. Brilliant. Um, great accent. Little, was there a little was, James Vanderbeek accent? Yeah, that is maybe. Film. <laughs> um, speaking of wind in the hair, that was the other thing that T. Justice's son, sorry, just like this running gag of him having to hold his hat on the whole time. Yeah. I guess once their cop car gets decapitated and turns <laughs> yeah. into a convertible. Yeah, he just holds um, his he hat just the entire hold, time he holds drives. his hat. I mean, that's just, again, it's it's a fine line between whether it would just be like tasteless. Well, it's definitely tasteless humor, but yeah. it's meant to be funny. But like uh, their relationship is just gross. I do have breaking <laughs> news. Um, I'll get you, you scumbum. Scumbum. I like that. <laughs> Instead of son of a some bitch. Um, scumbum and scum buzzards is what they changed it to on, on TV. I like that better. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Good um, it's a, why do you need a TV edit of a PG movie? But whatever. PG, we talked about this in season one endlessly. Is yeah. there was this wide middle ground for PG because there was no PG 13 yet. Mm -hmm. So some bitch would have probably got it the PG-13, but scum buzzards is good for <laughs> for the kids. So, <laughs> all right. That's the first part of our discussion. We'll be back for a little bit of wrap up on Smokey and the Bandit. In the meantime, it's time for our favorite segment on new release. A little something called Rank the Blank. Woo -woo -woo. Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. And it's where we rake in mad dough with fake <laughs> sponsors, such as this one. <laughs> it's delicious lunch meat. After you take away the bread, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, and mayonnaise, what have you got? Well, with Oscar Mayer Bologna, you've got meat. Bologna. Bologna. Lots of Bologna. it. Cuts from the beef brisket, chuck, round and flank. Cuts Look at this pork side of pork side and shoulder. There. Never cereal or <laughs> filling. So, so gross. <laughs> Oscar Mayer Bologna. The beginning of a beautiful sandwich. I didn't know that's how you said it. Or Thank you, Bologna, it. for sponsoring Bologna. us. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think they're trying to sound like it Italian. Fancy. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's like bolognese. Yeah. Um, I think the word must come from some kind of Italian pronunciation. But, I like bologna still. But that's an so. official ad from Oscar Meyer. Um, and they had their reader say bologna <laughs> and thank you, uh, for not sponsoring us, but 
Um, but yeah, we're fans of Bologna. Ashley, you are? Yeah, I still I haven't had it in a while, but I like I like bologna. I also like spam, so whatever. I'm yeah. Really a bologna, uh, a bologna and cheese sandwich on With white mayo. bread is an instant. Nah, eh, you did it, it, it if you're gonna trying to go back to your youth. I don't know. I don't need mayo on it, but um it'll Just take a dry you dry meat sandwich. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I used to eat them. You didn't eat mayonnaise when we were growing up. Yeah, or my yes, I did. No, oh, well, I didn't. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can You're definitively say that. Um, yeah, I was, I was late to the condiment cavalcade. All right. Well, Rank the Blank this week is going to be something um, like never before. We're doing movie. We're not doing, um, you know, movie cars. That would be too obvious. And we already did it for Repo Man, I believed. Uh, I believe, um, un- unfortunately, because that would have been the obvious topic here. I think we touched on this Trans Am way back in the fall of 1984, but this week we've got a real treat and it's not Bologna. It is movie mustaches. You could make a mustache out of artificial meat product, but I guess it's real meat. It's just bottom of the barrel. Um, anyway, um, bologna or otherwise, Ashley, what type of mustache do you prefer? <laughs> Uh, I have the thicker mustaches, you know, the ones that aren't aren't sparse. They're just like thick caterpillar. Okay. Okay. Um, Um, What are some other like a Sam Elliott? He's right, right, right. In the game, that's like the Um, cowboy mustache. Yep. Yeah, like that one. Then you have like the Charlie Chaplin. It's like the two little marks, and then you have let's see, let me think of some the Hitler. Yeah, you have that one. (laughs) Isn't Chaplin and Hitler the same one? Yeah. 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 Um, and you have Gracho marks with the, the that's like the thick wide one. Those across the lip. Um, and there's some other ones. There's a lot of who was the, the really weird filmmaker that always had a pencil thin mustache. We watched John Waters. Yeah. 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 He's an infamous mustache as well. But yeah, he's got the Buford T justice. It looks yeah. better. It looks better on a thinner dude for sure. Yeah. Um, Not good on so. either, but yeah. <laughs> true. But Waters is going for a certain look that I think he's achieving. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, it, I think it works for him. Yeah. All right. Well, those are some categories of mustaches. Uh, any responses from Instagram, which is what, where is our Instagram? Who, how, when new release podcast. That's it. Hmm. <laughs> That's our Instagram. Great handle. Um, so we just have, let's see, I'm just checking right now. <laughs> Don't mind me. Okay, so we just we have Goose from Top Gun. Ooh, nice. nice. Yep. That's aviators a good mustache. go mm-hmm. aviators pair up brilliantly with some upper lip hair. Yeah, and then we also have Kurt Russell when he played Wyatt Earp, which mm. is a strong yep. mustache. Excellent. So. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our final competition. The nominees are one from the movie that inspired the topic, of course. That would be Burt Reynolds's mustache. And we've been holding back. Because I, I think it's like a seven. It's well, I I feel like I've seen it. I've seen him with a better mustache. I've seen him in like talk on talk shows and stuff. It looks fuller. I just thought in this, it was a little lackluster. Oh, damn. I thought it was like a statement, but all right. It's like, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's a little thin. It's not thin. I mean, it's just not like a caterpillar. Like, like you're describing when we get to my pick, I feel like mine has at least 25% more caterpillar fullness. 
than than Burt Reynolds is. And his is, it goes down a little far, like the ends just kind of. His is a pretty normal mustache. Yes, yeah, like it is. Good, good looking, normal mustache. Classical, um, very like definition. If you look up in a dictionary, the definition of mustache, you could American yeah. mustache. That's it's him. He's it's it's iconic for sure. But I was underwhelmed. Maybe my expectations were too high. Why was he so hot, though, Ashley? He's just like a man. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like tall, muscular. The guy with the mustache going on always wears a cowboy hat, has the straight leg pants. Yep. Derek's idol. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A few buttons undone. He was um, uh, back in present day. I was watching this new show set in like um the the porn world and there's this female magazine that's trying to compete with you know or not compete trying to be um playboy for women and it's right after maybe it was in playboy or playgirl that burt reynolds appeared and like uh on this bearskin rug he's not it doesn't show his member but it shows all his chest hair and body hair in full effect. So he was, he was a, a downright sex icon. No disputing that. I just thought his mustache could have used a little more. Could have been better. Oof. What's yeah. your choice? Well, I actually thought of another one while I was. Oh man, you've, you've just been changing left and right. There's a lot of mustaches out there. Um, so I'll go with the choice. I'll go with what I did not choose just because it's a really iconic mustache is Salvador Dali's. And he has oh, yeah. stuff and but his is like really cool with the wisps and the curl, super iconic, um, an incredible artist. So but that's not who I picked. Okay. Popped into my head. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go with Daniel Day Lewis just because this mustache mm-hmm. really suits him and there will be blood. And I feel like everything he says garners like respect and the mustache like helps that. I drink your milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> I drink it up. <laughs> that's my one impression (laughs) yeah that's pretty good it's pretty good so that is my Um, choice good old daniel day yeah and he um he always or often plays historical (laughs) figures what was lincoln's lincoln might be one of the only characters that doesn't have a mustache because he's got like the beard with the mustache shaved right yeah that's like i mean he has the beard but then he also has you know the top hat and the Oh man, I, we I, I'm gonna bring on a special guest who's not actually here. But Derek, have you been privy to the ongoing debate between Jamie and her friends and me about what constitutes a mustache? No. So they <laughs> think that they think that you know, just if you have a thick, full beard that includes upper lip hair, that's a mustache. No, that's a beard. Right. Okay. Well, then, good. Take that. Oh no! Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I feel technically, like, yeah. if there's hair there, it's the mustache. Yeah, but you never look at someone and say like, "Oh, no, he has a like nice mustache." Does he have? Yeah, like, he has Lincoln. A full face. Lincoln's got a nice beard. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say Lincoln's got a mustache and a beard. Well, that's because he actually doesn't. So that's what that's what made me think of it because he is a rare exception where he actually shaves the yeah. mustache portion oh, okay. of the beard. He just has the beard. And then sometimes there's there's people who don't you know sadly not me but other people who can't connect their uh, mustache hair to their the rest of their beard so and (laughs) one last caveat often we'll be watching football and they're wearing a helmet and all you can see is their mouth 
and somebody will, and one of them will say something about the person's mustache. And I'm like, that's not a mustache. There's a beard under the helmet. <laughs> so anyway, little detour. The beard is just a generic term for facial hair. Facial. See, it's not though, because facial hair could be other all, than could the be upper anything. lip and the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so if you I have think more, a beard is everything. more nose hair than mustache, then I guess you got to compliment them on their nose hair. That's the mustache. dragon. <laughs> just <Yeah>. comes out <laughs> um all We're right so ashley yeah. chose daniel day lewis uh specifically him and there will be blood i'm going with tom Selleck. so this is the person i was alluding to i feel like him and burt reynolds are in the same category but when i think mustache in my head i picture um i picture Selleck and probably like not even from his more known movie roles, more like from his appearances on Friends, <laughs> as Monica's oh, yeah. boyfriend. That was um, like, yeah, it's a really thick mustache. Yeah, I mean, he's got the complete, like, enviable thickness. It it like somehow covers. It goes high up, but it also doesn't like get in the way of his mouth. I think he knows where to cut it off on the corners of his mouth better yeah. than than Reynolds did. For my preference, um, Reynolds is more inspired by like the porno style stash whereas i feel like selick has um a doctor stash or like a professor stash mm -hmm. something classier um no no shade on porn stashes of course um but but yeah i'll i'll go with the selick derek okay. what about you so i've mentioned this film in plenty of our rank the blanks <laughs> previously but yeah it's just so classic. Anyway, uh, Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. He's got a killer mustache. And in uh, current day, 2022, there is a smoking pipe that's called the mustache ride. <laughs> <laughs> so when you smoke it, it looks like you're, you've got a mustache. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We're all, um, we all grew out our mustaches for this episode, by the way. You can't yeah. see us, but I just take our best. words for it. Yeah. Ashley's got the John Waters. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. These are good examples. Um, this is this is definitely helpful for us to make our, our final ranking. See, you can tell. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it looks good is, in some of these, better. but in the movie, it was, it had some, coverage issues um yeah. but it's not all about thickness and if it was cheech would definitely win <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so all right um let's let's dive in ashley how do you want to start the the rankings um i kind of want to put burt reynolds third or fourth yeah i mean i guess the only thing we have to consider and be respectful to is how iconic he was and uh, his mustache was probably iconic. more iconic than say Daniel Day Lewis's. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking mine would be in. fourth, his would be third, and then it's between you and Derek. Yeah. Um, seeing those pictures of Cheech, Cheech certainly. Is a, Cheech is pretty strong contender, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, again, if I don't want to be a hypocrite about it, what's going on with his um little like, um, the little nasal cavity yeah is that shaved or that's just how it grows and i don't know which one i prefer <laughs> i don't know that is interesting he does have a gap yeah maybe it was the scar or something i never could grow hair right there yeah i maybe mean he's man. leaving room for his nose hair to come down and fill it in 
Maybe. I hate, I hate, I feel like my choice in Burt Reynolds a little bit canceled each other out. So I hate to, I hate to say it, but I'm leaning. Cheech is, I'm leaning towards Cheech too. Leaning towards Derek. It's not a typical, yeah. yes. not a typical mustache. It's cool. Am I winning after like eight episodes or more? <laughs> Three eight. years. <laughs> yeah. Eight would be a very generous remember uh, memory. Um, yeah. So we'll go with Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Yes. Um, then Tom Selleck, then Burt Reynolds, then Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Play your clip. Go, Derek. It doesn't Congrats. really, it, there's nothing about the mustache, but That's this is his fine. character. <laughs> yeah. I had a clip of Tom Selleck shaving his. This is Cheech and Chong just jamming out. Mexican Americans don't like to just get into gang fights. They like flowers and music and white girls named Debbie too. Mexican Americans are named Chata and Chela and Chema and have a son-in-law named Jeff. I've never seen any of the movies. Oh, you've got to watch. Maybe one. I should watch. I feel like I should watch. Yeah, he pops up in other stuff, but I haven't seen that yeah a ton show. of just yeah. That's mm-hmm. that in Color Out of Space recent. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot movie. about that. Yeah. All right. Well, congrats, Derek. Man, how yeah. do you feel? I yeah. feel amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I grow can... my mustache out now. I was gonna do say it. it's it's already coming in. So. <laughs> That's um that's it for rank the blank this week sponsored by Bologna, um not Bologna. really, and I mean I guess we can be sponsored by the meat we just can't be sponsored by Oscar, Oscar Mayer. Mayer nobody yeah. can stop us from claiming Bologna. Um, Bologna is our meat meat of the yeah, podcast the official meat of new release <laughs> and get it uh <laughs> while it's hot in the gift store come in come in I would up. love a T-shirt with it's just like new release and it has a picture of Bologna. <laughs> That's not, yeah, let's get on, let's get the merch team on that. Maybe All a right. hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get back to our feature presentation. So we weren't exactly over the moon about smoking and the bandit ashley but uh the theater was packed how's the reception for this movie been i most people liked it actually and critics too um it was highly more highly received than the three of us did so (laughs) yeah so we're not a perfect representation of the of the the reception of this it's not it's interesting that it would be a relative it's not surprising that it would be a crowd pleaser it's a bit surprising that it would be a critical uh, pleaser as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and there's a couple. I'll read like a review or two. Um, okay. While the joke wears thin very quickly, there are a number of amusing sequences which combine with some exciting road action to provide a mildly entertaining and totally mindless film. So that was more like on the negative side. Um, but this one says this Southern fried romp, which I like, um, has a big personality and an infectious sense of fun that makes it worth taking for another spin. Just a good old I- film. Yeah, I mean, I especially agree with the first one. It's kind of just like, if you want to have fun with it, there's plenty there to be entertained by. Yeah. Um, if you can get over, or if you can find entertainment in the 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 rivalry between him and Buford T. If I feel like the barometer test of the movie is if you laugh at any of the Buford T. stuff, then yeah, you're probably gonna like the movie. But that just didn't. I just didn't I do cringed. it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cringe for sure. Yeah. So, okay. 
And you already touched on it, but the box office, it's crushing it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a slow burn. So it wasn't, it opened um, Memorial Day weekend and only in a few theaters, but then it kind of spread from the South and started gaining gaining steam. And by the end of the year, this is, this is like an old fashioned uh, theatrical run where it would be in theaters all through the summer and into the fall and go on to gross um, $126 million in North Dang. America. Um, but like take its sweet time doing it. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of money for this movie to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, so would you all, I mean, probably can guess, but would you consider this a new release or old news? Would you recommend it to people? Would you watch it again? I know Dax Shepard was talking to on a recent podcast about always having wanted to remake this and he wanted to make it with a, a black cast. Um, so there are still, you know, supporters out there for this this movie. I don't feel like. Well, yeah, we can just we can just answer. <laughs> no. Old news. Old Fair. news. Old news. Yeah, sure. I'm. I'm going to say old news just because personally, I wouldn't feel right <laughs> advocating or not. I mean, again, not in a offensive way, just like yeah. I, I can I can put my personal stamp of approval on this movie. But um, I would love I would love to talk to someone like a Dax type, a car, a car guy, a southern southern culture. He's from Michigan, but whatever, a Midwesterner type that that has his a lot of nostalgia in history with this movie and, and kind of under better understand what it meant for them at the time. But I don't think it really brings much to the table present day wise. Yeah. Um, I, right. I did old. think, okay. yeah, old news all around. I did think it was super interesting. So this movie is going head to head with star Wars at the box office. Star Wars is a, <laughs> which is crazy. Just, to me, yeah. But. It's wild generational, you know, all time, box office success so not quite keeping pace but the sequels also uh piggybacked off of star wars all three or all two you know sequels to this movie came out the same roughly the same time and in the same year (laughs) as the star wars sequels so every three years we got a new star wars movie and a new Smokey and the bandit movie from 77 to 83 so wow. that's kind of that. strange. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they were like, well, it, it was good counter programming the first time. The first yeah. time and, and I think they got the cast back for the second one. And then in the third one, Reynolds is not the star, but makes a cameo. Mm. I did not watch the, did y'all watch the sequels? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I, I, I did see this note, Derek, that, um, this movie is, um, well, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, if not my favorite TV show, Eastbound and Down, obviously gets its name from this and frequent collaborators with Danny McBride, uh, uh, David Gordon Green, who directs a lot of Eastbound and, and uh, McBride and the rest of their cohort have been trying to kind of get this made potentially um, a remake of this made for a while i would obviously watch a danny mcbride oh yeah <laughs> smoking the bandit um it would be uh, one of my most anticipated things of the year just based on them being involved but otherwise um i'm fine with with uh letting old dogs lie okay 
Yeah. Old, old news. Ten four. Um, so mm-hmm. ten four. Good Better way. than a ten o the one o two. Yeah. A ten two hundred. Ten two hundred. Yeah. There's um, some so, poop and poop and pee jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very funny. Um. I was like, all right, okay, Sally Field. So how late seventies is this movie on a scale of zero to seventy seven? So we have that porn sash. We have cool cars. Um. Some of the other actors and actresses um right now we kind of have some weird movies in the late 70s that aren't like a racer head not really 70s movie um neither was rabid we have star wars with a 64 out of 77 so does it beat star wars yeah we struggle with star wars because obviously it's it's iconic and it was the biggest movie from the 70s (laughs) but the or from the late 70s but you know set in its own uh unique far a long time ago, far, far away uh, world. This movie, I mean, I'm, I don't think we need to belabor it. It's, it's, it's high seven. It's definitely higher than star Wars. It's definitely um, car culture. The things you mentioned, you know, the, the Burt Reynolds is star power. The mustache is the music. He drove a 77 Pontiac Firebird. Yeah. They like, this was the first year that they introduced that new, the new like rounded headlights or something on that Trans Am. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this is up there. I mean, I don't know if it needs to be a 70. Oh, it is. Well, yeah. I don't know if it needs to be a 77 out of 77, but 70, 73, 74, 73, 74, 75. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely up there. I would say yeah. it breaks the 70s. Okay. For sure. Let's give it a 74. Okay. And this um, is our 74. last film of 77, correct? So it won. It beat For Star now. Wars. Not yeah. in the box office, but in the in our ranking. <laughs> I think if you ask someone which one feels more 70s, that's a pretty easy yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and I mean, just just independent of that comparison, if you were just trying to like sum up the late 70s in a, in a movie, a certain portion of it, um, this would this would definitely deserve a spot on that list. So mm-hmm. it's good that we got um, some uh, genuine late 70s representation finally yeah, from took, our took choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so each week we watch a movie and then we take something from that movie and make it our own and sell it in our gift shop. Um, so we have some really interesting stuff this season. Um, we have some like a Pez dispenser with a razor head and the baby that you can eat. We have a new release skate deck, which is really cool and selling like hotcakes. And then we have some like wax lifts that drink you. I don't, I still don't really understand that, mm-hmm. but <laughs> Um, what do we want to do with this one? You skip the thrust bottle. Yeah. Yeah, Probably intentionally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) we've got some wild shit. Yeah. 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 Um, and every order comes with a, um, cylinder of Bologna. So, Oh, a cylinder. Yeah. A cylinder. (laughs) Um, can shoot it out of a t-shirt gun for all, for all we care. (laughs) A Bologna gun. Yeah. Perfect. What do y'all think? Um, I was sure. going to suggest like an edible mustache that you could put on, and then you could eat it in different shapes and put it back on your mouth. Okay. On your okay. So, Pair as well with our wax lips. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I mean, I was thinking like a full on potato head, bologna yeah. shaped like mustache. Okay, so the bologna stash oh, is a, is a thing. So it's edible, and you can modify the mustache if you'd like. Can you? Adhere it's like it Silence to your face? of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the bologna on its. Upper yeah. lip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nice. I think they could be like baloney, um, 
frisbee not frisbees but like you can play this game with your friends where you just take a piece of bone in your face. hand and slap it on their back or yeah like see if it stick to their their bare chest that is not must, in, the shape of mu- in the shape of mustaches <laughs> it ties into the choke and puke okay yeah that's true yeah so are you just giving away baloney okay how about uh, how about uh diablo baloney sandwiches diablo baloney so we have okay. a deli now and that can be one word diablonia yeah yeah diablo perfect love it i'm so trying now to have it. a little deli at our gift shop <laughs> yeah yeah and <laughs> i did some research on what a diablo sandwich is but nobody knows <laughs> oh, perfect. no it's like it could a be spicy, a version of a sloppy joe. joe yeah yeah i thought it was chicken i thought it was too but it's like it looks kind of good okay yeah um so, um, so what are we gonna watch next week nothing um oh, next shit. week next week we are transitioning to a new time period we'll be Ooh. popping back to the present to discuss to look back on what the 1977s meant to us we'll be previewing where we're going next and we will be maybe discussing some 2022 joints so Ooh. it'll be an action-packed episode and we also will talk about kind of our future plan to maybe spend a little more time in the next year that we're going to so we feel a bit rushed but actually i'm fine to get out of 77 but uh to hightail ourselves out of here but we're going to settle in a little bit in our next time period and we will reveal where we're going to be spending the summer next week that's it awesome well that's it and aside from that, if you want to <laughs> join along <laughs> for the whole summer and beyond, then you can subscribe by searching new release on Apple or Spotify or any podcast platform you prefer. Ashley? That's a yee doggy. <laughs> He's found it down. There it is. Loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Definitely the best way to do And a short time. I need like this. Keep your football.